0: Hello again, and welcome to the Flyin' Style Podcast. My name is Matt Mitchell here with my host Stephen Masley. What's up, guys? And we're jumping into Week Two against the Minnesota Vikings. So um, we're just gonna jump right into it and uh, tell you what we think. So Masley, uh, what do we got going on? Give us some, uh, give us some so, details.
1: So I want us to start off with a little bit of the game. I'm gonna say, who's that quarterback? I'm gonna give you a guy that is a great quarterback and a guy that's people call him mid. So two stat lines, one 4,000 yards, 4,407 yards, 36 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. That's one stat line. Other stat line, 4,221 yards, 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Which one is Kirk Cousins?
0: I'm guessing the better one.
1: (laughs) One with less interceptions. You know, the other one is Matt Mitchell. Here's the other one, Matt's. Joshua Allen, kind of crazy.
0: It is so, kind of crazy. People really underrate uh, Kirk Cousins. He's not so the bad quarterback that people think he is.
1: Is just Kirk Cousins is as much as people want to say not a top ten quarterback. He just performs, and he's a solid piece on that team. He's a solid quarterback in NFL. He's a staple. That's there's a reason he's getting paid, and other co- quarterbacks don't have a contract. And he's – exactly. He's a solid piece of that team, and that's the leader of their offense. And I don't know how this game's going to go well for the Eagles. Kirk Cousins is a decent quarterback, and the Vikings had an amazing win against the Packers last week.
0: Yeah, uh, they're definitely a scary team. It's going to be a big uh, determining factor on how the Eagles season is going to go against some of these better teams. I think that the Vikings are in – at least off of what I saw last week, are in the upper echelon of the league in terms of, you know, caliber. Uh, they'll probably be a playoff team this year. <clears throat> and like you said, Kirk Cousins tends to get underrated. He's never really been a bad quarterback. He's never been, you know, I've never looked at him and thought that he was a top five quarterback. But like you said, um, last year he came in and threw, what was it, 4,300 yards?
1: Yeah, 4,200, but a little 4, over
0: 4,200. Um, yeah
1: through had list off his stats again for me of uh, 4,221 yards 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions okay so
0: he threw 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions that's pretty impressive and on top of that I mean you got to look at the guys that he's throwing to he's got great great targets he's got Justin Jefferson obviously he's got KJ Osborne he's got Herb Smith he's got a Dalvin Cook you know he's got a lot of ways to
1: spread the ball around and the guy that's gonna perform the best, I think, for the Vikings is gonna be Adam Thielen. Watch out for him. He's yeah, Adam
0: Thielen's a he's a he's a sleeper, dude. He I mean Adam Thielen
1: last game, but just
0: listen, Adam Thielen is the kind of is the kind of player that um is not gonna produce every game, but he will be that consistent go to guy that will get you what you need. So like uh Adam Thielen last season had sixty seven receptions for seven hundred and twenty-six yards and ten touchdowns in thirteen games. Um, uh, you know, 13 games, he had, he ended up with those stats. It's not stellar, but it's, it's very, very good. Um, to put it in comparison, the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, uh, well, Alshon Jeffrey was our best receiver and he had very similar stats. Yeah. Um, so I think Adam Thielen is going to be a dark horse on their team. Uh, he's going to be, I, I almost guarantee you, he's going to end up with a, with a red zone touchdown. I just have a feeling. Uh yeah. he's he's that go-to red zone guy. He's like they're old like the Eagles old Jason Avant. He's that guy that they can throw to on third down that's gonna get the catch, that's gonna get open, he's gonna be consistent, run good routes. So uh he's gonna be he's gonna be a, a tough cover. But I like the fact that we have Bradbury on him. So it, it it'll at least add, you know, some some safety.
1: So jumping right into the Eagles and how they're gonna approach this game if I think if they play anything like last game, we get blown out and that's defensively and offensively. I know we scored a lot of points, but this defense is way better. They have Darius Smith, Patrick Peterson, and I think the best safety in NFL and in, uh, Harrison Smith. And he's Harrison Smith. He already has a pick this season in this first game against Aaron Rodgers. And he's, He's a great. He's great over the top, and I'm scared that. I think he's gonna pick off Hurts this game. I don't know why I say that, but I I don't want Hurts to do it, and I just didn't like how our offensive line. Honestly, I didn't like how our offensive line looked last game. Looking back at the game, I he had the, there was a reason he was running so much, and they got a lot of pressure on us. And I know their their the line's not great, the Lions, and that's what most scares me. I know like we shouldn't be scared about that. But that's what scares me the most, honestly, in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean that's understandable. Um, I personally, uh, I don't fully agree. I think that the Eagles' offense is going to be just fine. I think that we're going to play our same game. We're gonna. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that we run the ball more often. I want to see Miles Sanders get at least, at the very least, 15 touches. That would be, um, be great. And I think that our offense is going to be fine. Now, the defense concerns, obviously, we've talked about this. Um, Obviously, the Vikings are a much better offense than the Lions were. So if we play the same game that we played last week, you are correct. We will not win this game. So my keys to the game, once again, are pretty much the same as last week. Um, We need to blitz more often. We need to get to Kirk Cousins. Our pressure needs to get there, and we need to be on top of it. Uh, I want to see Jordan Davis in the game, not crazy more, but a little bit more. I want to see some more snaps from him. Uh, I want to see him in on rundown, uh, situations. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't need to see him on the field for pass rush. Uh, we can have guys like Cox and Hargrave in for that, get him on the field on, 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 uh, you know, situational running downs Yeah, and just, you know, have him in there clogging up the middle. Um, and lastly, um, obviously the Vikings have, maybe the best receiver in the league that will always hurt eagles fans hearts in justin Alan jefferson <laughs> oh sorry. yes that's the one, <laughs> that's um, the one? <laughs> so justin jefferson uh last season had 108 targets for uh 1616 yards 10 touchdowns in 17 games so he played a full season uh had 1600 yards Last game, obviously, he came out and demolished the Packers with two touchdowns and 184 yards. Uh, he's slowly looking like he's the best receiver in the league. So, obviously, he's going to be a problem for the Eagles coverage in secondary, but what I want to see is, obviously, I would like to see Slay shadowing him. And on top of Slay shadowing him, I'd really like to see Chauncey Gardner-Johnson shadowing him as well, at least be lining up on the same side as the field of him because yeah. Epps is um, a solid tackler. He plays with a lot of heart. He moves around the field a lot, but he really is uh, questionable in coverage. And I do not want him being the safety help for Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I want a more experienced guy in Chauncey uh, back there, giving Slay his help if he needs it. We've got Bradbury on the other side. I believe in Bradbury's ability to cover guys like Phelan and KJ Osborne. So... My big thing that I want to see is I want to see Chauncey and Darius Slay always lining up on the same side as Justin Jefferson.
1: My, those are great points. And I'm going to go off that saying my keys to the game are we got to, we got to minimize Justin Jefferson. There's no taking him out of the game completely, but we have to minimize his, his production. And if he doesn't get a touchdown and under hundred yards, I think that's a win in the game. First off, minimize him. Second off our defense really has to step up. And I think, I guarantee you, Matt. We're gonna be coming here Monday when we record this, or or Tuesday because it's the Monday night game. And we're gonna we're gonna like how the defense played. I think it's gonna be way better. I think they're gonna step up. They're hearing all the noise, and I think that's only gonna fire them up, especially at home. And the first game and at the link, the atmosphere is just it's hard to play in. And as much as I like Kirk Cousins, which I just said, his prime time record is eight and seventeen. He does not do well in primetime games he hasn't played well in the playoffs as much and he's not in big in big environments he gets he he crumbles under pressure he has a he trends to and I really want the defense to step up I want to minimize just Jefferson I want to kill kill Kirk Cousins I want I want to see I want to see Hassan Reddick put it put him so far in his butt that he doesn't even want it. he doesn't want to he doesn't he wants to throw it away every single time. I want to see Jonathan Gannon blitz, like you said. I want to see him do more with this defense because we have the personnel, and it just makes me so angry. I want to see Dean in Jonathan Gannon. Listen to me, Jonathan. Put Dean in the game. Like we drafted him in the third round. I know, but he's not a third-round pick. And if he's fully healthy, put him in the game. I want to see us tackle, and we do. were We were thirty first, according to Pro Football Focus. I hate that stupid stats, but we were thirty first <laughs> in tackling last game. We can't. Mm. We don't practice. We didn't practice tackling all offseason, and I want to see us make tackles, easy tackles. We should be able to do it. I want to. That's what I. I just want to say. I want to see this defense step up, and I. I need it. I need it, man. I need it.
0: Hmm. I need yeah, it. man. I agree with you. Uh, I think that I think that what you're saying is right. I think that the defense is gonna have a better game than it did against the Lions. Um, I think that the pressure of you know being on Monday Night Football, having these uh these top tier targets around, you know, for Kirk Cousins to go to, I think that it's gonna step up the Eagles to a to a level of you know um, success and. Like you said, we have the personnel to start blitzing. Jonathan Gannon really really needs to start mixing up the personnel way more often. Uh, I am worried about Jonathan Gannon because I was excited going into this season considering the personnel that we have and the the creativity that he could have used. And I didn't see it last game at all. He looked like the same old Jonathan Gannon from last year. He runs the lax coverages in the back, and he doesn't blitz a whole lot. He doesn't give a whole lot of pressure. So – It's only the first game. I'm not freaking out yet, but it's not a trend that I like to see. I really want Jonathan Gannon to, you know, switch up the game plan and just start throwing random things at him. I don't care if it doesn't work. You know, if it doesn't work, you don't do it again. Yeah. I want to see different formations. I want to see a mix of
1: things, you know? So I was listening to sports talk radio all week and a big point they came up with was, and I couldn't find a quote. I'm sorry, guys, but. He said during his press conference, he hinted that Howie is basically in the game planning room and like watching over slash people took it a little bit farther and saying Howie's like too much involvement with the defense and is trying to force upon it his ideals into it. And if that's the case, which we saw in the past that Jeffrey Lurie and Howie like to have their, they like. They like the like Doug Peterson. They do, they want to have their little puppet show because they don't want anyone having more power than them, and that's what that's the only thing that scares me. Is if Howie's too involved and he's he doesn't he's the GM. His pure job is to get players, and then you hired people to get them to play the right spots.
0: Everybody has a job, and everyone should be doing their own job. You know, we like you said, we've seen this before from Howie we've seen it from Laurie. Uh we don't know uh what kind of truth is behind it or not. But we know that this has been rumored for many years that they try to get involved and at this point I feel like it's hard to believe that they're not doing this. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if this is, you know, Gannon kind of trying to deflect the blame or it could be. It could be. Or if um or if this is really the truth or not, but you know, I don't care who's listening. I don't care if it's Howie. I don't care if it's Ganon. Somebody needs to make a change. And they just need to run the per they just need to change up the personnel. It's really, it's very simple. And we just need to run more blitzes. Like it it doesn't need to be every damn play, you know. Just run a blitz, you know. It doesn't need to be every try, but exactly. gotta establish it. We should be running about like 15-20 blitzes a game. I feel like yeah. I'm not sure if like what the snap count would be with that, you know. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but you know, yeah, yeah. you get my point. We should be like <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a, that's a lot of blitzes. Yeah, you, <laughs> that's, you that's get my you get it. my point. Guys,
0: you know, so yeah. Um, and another thing that you know we haven't mentioned yet, um, that I'm really worried about is this run game. You know, we played Dalvin. I mean, we, not Dalvin. I'm sorry. Uh, we played um, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre, sorry, yeah, played DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams last week, and we let uh Swift run for 155 yards or 145 yards, and We've got a guy like Dalvin Cook out there this week, you know. I think that he's probably better than than Swift. We'll see how Swift turns out. You know, he's still young, but still young. That's, that's, Cook. that's, a, that's a point to it. He's he's still he's still a second year in the league. Like that's yeah. like Dalvin's a proven player. Dalvin is a Dalvin is a proven player, and he's most likely a top three running back in the league. So last season, Dalvin Cook played thirteen games and started all thirteen. So he was out for a few. Um, in those games, he rushed the ball for 249 times for 1,159 yards and six touchdowns. 1,100, a, dude, in 13 games. In 13 games. That's crazy. Like, that's... It's scary, dude, especially scary, considering scary. the way we played against the run game last week. So not only did you say, you know, if we play the same way we did last week, uh, we're going to lose this game. But if we play the exact same way we did last week with Dalvin Cook and the Vikings we're going to get blown out. we're going to get murdered. so like this has to be a focal point of stopping the run game. and it's hard because, you know, you've got when you got the vikings and they've got so many different pieces, it's hard to game plan for because you want to shut down Justin Jefferson, you want to shut down Kirk Cousins, you want to shut down Dalvin Cook. but you can't you can't just shut down everyone. that's not how it's not how it's going to go. so like to me, i think the most important thing is to shut down the run game. Based off of last week, uh, I I would be you know I wouldn't be happy about it. But if Justin Jefferson went off for another 200 yards and, and a touchdown, but we shut down the run game and win the game, if we win, fine by me. Yeah, if we win, if we win it's fine. If we lose, you know I'm gonna be pretty pissed regardless of how it happened. I'm yeah. gonna be mad of, uh, coming in off off a loss. Yeah, because we I, I think that we should win this game. I, I mean, should
1: is you know iffy. Uh, Vegas has a favorite. I mean, we are we. we I should. think that.
0: I think that 10. we're a top top five roster in the league. I don't think that there's many teams that should be favored over us. Yeah. Especially at home. Especially at home. That's a good point. Like uh this is our first game of the season at home. It's good. That's gonna take a big yeah, you know, like a, it's gonna be a big factor of this game for sure. Yeah. Prime time, Philadelphia, first game of the season. It's gonna be popping.
1: All right. So let's let's go into how this game's gonna go. Let's go final score and how this game's gonna play out quarter by quarter. Go into basketball. Well,
0: I think that um, I think that the Eagles are going to come out hot, um, but I don't think uh, they're going to be able to stop the Vikings early on. I think that they're going to go into halftime around the same score. Probably, I'm thinking 24-24 ish at halftime. At halftime, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think that both, I think that both sides have a a high-scoring offense, and I think that their defenses. You know, I think that the Vikings have a good defense, but I think that they're both questionable with letting up, uh, letting up um, a lot of yards. However, you know, I saw what they did against the Vikings last week. Hard to say. Um, Packers. (laughs) Packers. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, (laughs) You know, a lot of things to think about here. But uh, yeah, you're good. Keep going. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking 24 24 at halftime and I'm thinking the final score is going to be uh 30 30 34 31 for the so
1: Eagles. So you are saying they, they both score 24 points in the first half and then they get a touchdown each and maybe a field goal after. Mhm. Wow. You think the second half could be that low scoring? Mhm. I think the complete opposite of you. And it, wait, who's winning? Who's winning? Uh I've got the Eagles winning 34 31. 34 31. I think it's going to be a slow start for both teams. I think we're both going to just trade off punts back and forth, back and forth to start. I think it's going to be 10-7 Vikings at half. I think it's going to be very low scoring. I think our defense steps up. And then this is where you're not going to like me. This is where I don't like myself. But this is my prediction. I think it's going to be Vikings in the second half. And in the fourth quarter, they're going to run away with it. And it's just gonna be very frustrating to watch. I already I think it's gonna be I think they don't do it all game. And we finally and our offense is stagnant. And I think our offense being too stagnant makes our defense be on the field too much. And I believe that this this hurts me to say. This doesn't I don't want to say this, but I said it before the season. I'm gonna say it now. I think it's gonna be 24 17. The Vikings. The okay. Vikings are gonna take this game. Hey man, don't, don't be afraid, you know, I don't don't want it to happen. I hope I'm wrong. And I, I, I just think, I think it's going to be a little too easy for them in the second half in the fourth quarter. And we're just going to, and I'm just nervous about. So one other thing, one other point I want to make is the way that Jalen hurts target AJ Brown. I love how that's a safety blanket, but when you have Harrison Smith, over top like that and you're just looking at him as your safety blanket he's going to pick that off like he needs to get Devonta Smith he's getting balled more Goddard is getting balled more and like you said earlier we need to run the ball we need to establish the run and if we can't if we stab we have to establish the run with our running backs I know we ran the ball of hurts but and that's just him escaping we need to establish the run so we can get play action plays and then if AJ Brown yeah, take guys with him and then Goddard and Smith can listen, do their thing. Listen. I, I, I understand.
0: I know what you're saying. You know, the run game is going to uh, – would literally open up everything. I think more than half of uh, Hertz's runs last week were off of scrambles. So they're not run plays. They're pass plays that got, that got broken up. Exactly. And, you know, we uh, – I don't know, man. I just – it opens up everything. The run game opens up everything. It'll open up play actions. It'll open up read options. It'll open up the, the – the you know, you got guys like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith that can open up the field. The middle of the field is available. You know, the safeties are going to be playing back. Um, I think I think it's so simple. You know, I, I think there was a trend last year that in the beginning of the season we weren't running the ball much and we didn't win a lot of games. And then we started running the ball became the number one running team in the league and we started winning games i really don't think it's rocket science it's not
1: rocket science
0: it's not rocket science it is not it really
1: it shouldn't be it shouldn't the be on it thinks it is because he's <laughs>
0: he, <laughs> he like he, yeah you know he likes to uh to think it out uh, a little bit too far a play
1: call in week seven last year is because he wants to oversee everything AK, i cannot call a run play because i'm too scared to but
0: all right so um off of that, we're gonna jump uh, right into our picks for the week. So honestly, we both so. we both
1: got the backdoor cover for the Chargers on Thursday night football. That was a a win for both of us. Um, so I'm right sitting now, at I'm, what I'm, am I sitting at? Two and four or two and two three? And three, two and, two and three. three. And I'm sitting at three and two. Flip flop. But this weekend's big. We both have three picks, and you know you can maybe get. I mean, I hope you win. I hope I win too. I hope we all win. Yeah, man. It would be it would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice but, uh, if we just both keep our records up. But. Right,
0: but uh, that being said, uh, let's hear your picks for the week.
1: So my dog, my dog, my dog this week is going to be the Panthers. Um, they're two point underdogs at the Giants. I believe that the Giants didn't play that well, and it was all Saquon last week. And he, when he, well, he can. While – while I can't speak. While you can <laughs> do a lot, I think um, this one gets to the Giants, and they didn't deserve that win last week. Um, I think Robbie Anderson does well in that game and with Baker. And I think Panthers' money line is going to be my, my first underdog. Um, my yeah. second pick is going to be the um, Broncos to kill the Texans. I'm taking them minus 10. I'm taking them to the bank, and I'm taking – Russell Wilson to have a bounce back game. Their first game was awful against the Seahawks. They got it to the one-yard line countless times and didn't get in. I think they step up and they finally find their groove and get an enormous win. And my last and final pick is going to be the – I had two picks and I just – I'm going – I'm fading the Seahawks and I'm going to 49ers minus nine. I am taking – the Niners to have a bounce back game against a team that I don't think is good. And Gina Smith's not good. And even though they did lose to the Bears, Shanahan will correct this offense, and they will have way better weather in San Francisco than they did in that crap show against the Bears. Okay, so two big favorites and a little little underdog for you. Well, I what like you it. I like it.
0: Um. You know, I'm not going to do anything too crazy this week. Uh, I'm going to start out with one that I think should be easy, but uh, they played a good game last week, so we'll see. Um, my first pick, I'm going to be taking the Colts over the Jaguars. Um, you know, the Jaguars will be the Jaguars. They were a one-win team last year. Uh, I think the Colts looked pretty good last week. Uh, they kind of, you know, choked at the end, but we'll we'll see how we'll see how that goes. I think they should I win like that you. game. Um, for my underdog pick, I'm going to go with the Saints over the Buccaneers.
1: They own them. They own them. Who they, they
0: do own them. The Saints consistently own the Bucs. Um, you know, Tom Brady's obviously old and stinky. You know, what can I say about the guy? Uh, and, <laughs> Not that he's
1: the goat or anything. Not that it. How many rings?
0: Eh, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. <laughs>
1: Irrelevant, but, yeah, a uh, relevant seven rigs. <laughs> but, but, um, there's,
0: there's also a chance, uh, this kind of hurts my heart because he's on my fantasy team, but there's a chance that Leonard Fournette may not play. So uh, I'm just going to go with the Saints on this one. They're going to be my dog. And for my last pick, I'm going to go against the Bummy Cowboys on this one, and I'm going to take the Bengals, uh, obviously. The Cowboys lost Dak Prescott last week. They're going to be playing with Cooper Rush. Uh, even with Dak Prescott, they really didn't look all that great off the bat. They looked a little sluggish and slow. Um, so did the Bengals, but I think that they're going to have a bounce back game, and I think they're going to kill the Cowboys. Okay,
1: you heard it here, folks, guys. Here first, guys. Oh my gosh, I cannot talk. This We're struggling time. today, man. <laughs> Dude, this, is, this, is, this is this is recorded in the morning. I mean, it's bright it's and early. Break, give us a break, you know. Bright and right early. Bright and early, just for you, just for you, you beautiful looking human beings to watch us.
0: <laughs> but all right, man. Um, this has been another episode of flying in style. We're going to be watching the Vikings game on Monday night. So I'm your host, Matt Mitchell with your host, Steven Masley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that was, but we will see you again <laughs> next week for our recap of the game. So all thanks right, for love tuning you in and we'll see you soon. I love you. I love you guys. Hehehehehehe <laughs> <laughs>